Okay, hi, uh, it's Tom Rolly here for Graduate Medicine. I've just completed my day and uh, it's a pretty good day. We had some interesting cases, but what I wanted to talk to you about is that some of you may be approaching the final hurdle in your path to fellowship, which of course is the OSCE. And if you're going to pass the AKT and the, pass the KFP, then might think, hey, this OSCE thing, it should be pretty easy. And you'd be right because, of course, it is closest to how we actually work. Yes, it's a little bit stylized because it's eight-minute cases or it's the two long OSCE cases, which are 19 minutes. But you still need to know how to perform well. And also, of course, it is quite a serious investment. I think it's up around the 4,000 plus mark at this point. It's a long day as well. Um, so you really want to have the capacity to step in confidence and actually know that, yes, your money's well invested into getting this FRACGP, but you've put the time in. And often there's not that much time between sitting AKT and KFP and then into OSCE and it can creep up. It seems quite some time now that the AKT and the KFP were done and yet the results are still not out to next week for AKT and then the week after for the KFP. So hopefully if you've been following along at all that you've actually been practicing your clinical skills and these are now well practiced either from all the way before your AKT and KFP, or actually now that you're through those, okay, let's get those up to speed. So I would recommend that you have these well-practiced. Well, first of all, it's obvious who's been practicing in the exam. Uh, I've sat in enough uh, OSCE prep sort of uh, cases where it's quite clear who's smooth and well-practiced and can speak out loud as they're doing all of the action and who hasn't. Who's just been practicing in their mind and is trying to translate from the thinking in the mind into the action. It comes across quite obviously who has been practicing and not, or not. And then the second thing is hopefully you've got them so well-practiced that you're actually in a place where you can receive the information as it's told to you about the case and actually integrate that information into what you think is going on with this case. Are you trying to work out between multiple differentials or have you pretty much lined it up that yes, this is a single diagnosis and you're just confirming that. But if you're still trying to remember the clinical skills, it makes it very difficult to receive the information and actually work out what's going on. There's a couple more things to think about. And one is how do you recover if you have a bad case? And uh, look, luckily for me, my last case uh, wasn't the greatest of all time. It was talking to a doctor about the clinical guidelines for usage of antihypertensive medications in diabetics. It was quite a challenging case to come off the end of having been through all of the other cases, mainly because of the fatigue factor. And also it wasn't a classical seeing a patient. It was more of a discussion with the doctor. And so it was a little bit of a shock to the system. Nonetheless, I did get through and of course I passed my OSCE. So you do need to think about how you recover from a bad case. And also something else to consider is how are you going to spend those breaks? Remember in the OSCE that there are three breaks and possibly four, three or four, and have a think about beforehand, what are you gonna do in those breaks? So 
Where does this go? So if you're sitting the OSCE, either you know that you are or you're expecting to once your AKT and KFP results are in, then what's the path forward? Well, I would still consider the OSCE to be a, uh, a amalgamation of the requirements for being a good GP, which are, of course, good clinical knowledge, good clinical skills, and good clinical reasoning. On top of these, you really do need to be practicing. You need to be practicing out loud, speaking through what you're doing and also what you're finding, how you're reasoning, because the, remember that the examiners watching you cannot mind read. They might make some, be able to see from what your questions are that you're asking the patient about what you're thinking, but really it makes it a lot easier is if you practice it actually thinking out loud, well, now I'm, I'm doing this, I'm examining this, I'm thinking about this, I've excluded this, even a little summary in between as you transition in a long case between your history exam and investigations into your management, putting together a nice summary there really helps the examiner see what you're thinking, where you're at, and are you competent to be a independent GP. Also, other useful uh, resources for you, which you should be aware of, of course, the Susan Wern books. Uh, well, I think it's only the book uh, that's in the third edition at this point, so you should definitely have this. Of course, so if you haven't sat KFP or AKT yet, get that book now. It is useful in preparation for the KFP. And then, of course, the last part is the study group. You really should be getting together with your study group or even at your practice at lunch times or before work, talking through cases, talking through what you would do, breaking down segments. Remember that because it's eight minutes, sometimes it'll only be sections of a uh, of a typical patient encounter. You won't get the full patient encounter because some parts will take that full eight minutes. So look, if you found this helpful, I do have a more in-depth training video. This has previously only been available to General Practice Exam Accelerator memory members. And in exchange, I would offer, if you could give me your number one question about the OSCE. So if you click the link below this video, it'll take you through to short page where you put in your name, your email, and your number one question about the OSCE. So I uh, hope you found this helpful and look forward to seeing you again on future trainings from graduatemedicine.com.